0: Welcome into Searching for San Antonio, part of the San Antonio Podcast Network. This series explores the Alamo City by showcasing small businesses, nonprofit organizations, and some of the wonderful people that make San Antonio what it is. Join in as we search for the true meaning of being a San Antonian. Before we get started on another great episode of the podcast, I do want to remind listeners to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Additionally, be sure to follow and like the podcast on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SAPOD network. Thank y'all for joining me again on searching for San Antonio. We have a great episode in store for you this week. I'll be sitting down with the founder and owner of Southbound Coffee, one of San Antonio's favorite coffee trucks, Adriana Ruiz. Southbound Coffee opened in April of 2019 at their original location off of Zarzamora, but eventually found their new home at the corner lot on Carl, which is a food truck lot located just off of Highway 90 and Proband. The exact address is 103 Carl Avenue, zip code 78204. Some of their house favorites include the Dulce de Nuez Latte, the Mexican Mocha, and the Dirty Horchata. They even have some seasonal items, which hit the menu recently, like the Basic Bruja, a twist on the Pumpkin Spice Latte that we all enjoy in the fall, as well as the Goat, which is a Cinnamon Cajeta Latte, and the Granny Smith, a delicious Apple Cider and Matcha Latte. In fact, I got that one on ice recently and it was delicious. I'm really excited to get to my interview with Adriana, but before I do, I want to remind the listeners that this episode is brought to you by Live from the Southside. Live from the Southside is a Latina owned online and print publication that helps residents and visitors find things to do on the South Side of San Antonio and throughout Texas. Their goal is to improve and expand community relationships through promoting positive stories, interesting people, and businesses in the community. You can visit their website at SouthSideSanAntonio.com, which is also where you can order the live from the Southside magazine. You can also order your copy of the magazine on Amazon, or simply subscribe to their newsletter to receive your online edition. Lastly, you can follow them at SouthSideSATX on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you and huge shout out to April Monterosa and Life in the Southside for supporting the podcast. Listeners, we're gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back with my interview with Adriana Ruiz, the founder and owner of Southbound Coffee. Stay tuned. This is what we're made of. The businesses that line our streets and the customers that make them flourish. As a business owner, this is your community, your members, your regulars, your neighbors. Your business is unique, so are your customers. No matter who you need to reach, Spectrum Reach is here to help you connect with the right message on every screen. Visit SpectrumReach.com to connect with a local advertising expert. That's SpectrumReach.com. Welcome back into Searching for San Antonio. Like I mentioned earlier, I have Adriana Ruiz joining me on the show. She is the wonderful owner of Southbound Coffee. She was originally born in Nuevo Laredo, Mexico, but raised right here in the Alamo City. She graduated from Texas State in San Marcos with a journalism and communications degree, but later figured out that entrepreneurship, along with coffee brewing, of course, was her true calling. And if you know how busy Southbound can get, I think we can agree that is, in fact, her true calling. So without further ado, here is my interview with Adriana Ruiz. So welcome into Searching for San Antonio, Adriana. I'm so happy to have you on here to talk about Southbound Coffee, of course, and yourself a little bit about your story. Speaking of your story, I guess, explain to the listeners, you know, how this venture started. How did you get started in coffee? You know, were you born here in San Antonio? Give us the backstory.
1: So I originally, I went to school for journalism. So I don't have any previous experience in business or in coffee. Um, I impulsively started this business with a former partner after I had gotten to a little like moped accident. So I was working downtown, I had an accident, and then I was out of work for about like four or five months. During that time, I was just kind of sitting at home recovering. Um, I remember stumbling on a newspaper that I had in my backpack, and there was a, a news article talking about like coffee business or something about why coffee was like a good business to go into. And I just remember like that moment where I was like, wow, there isn't that many mobile coffee trailers in San Antonio. And it really just kind of started spiraling from there. Honestly, it was so impulsive that the idea happened in like February and we opened in uh, April. So February, March in two months.
0: Wow. Well, and those are some of the coolest entrepreneurial stories, you know, is just kind of that like impulse, (laughs) like, you know what, I have an idea, let's do it. You know, you're just kind of scrambling to get everything set up to get everything ready. Um, But you know, what really stands out about Southbound Coffee is the colors, the aesthetic, right? I think everyone talks about that. Uh, Maybe you don't talk about it, but definitely (laughs) your customers do. I can, I can attest to that. So what kind of led to that? Why, why the pink you know, trailer, why the cactus, things like that?
1: Yeah, I don't really know where it came from. I I knew that I wanted something that was going to like be colorful and to stand out just because personally, I, I love colors. Pink isn't necessarily my favorite color, but I'm like naturally drawn to it. But in my head, I was like, oh, something, you know, bright and colorful. Everybody automatically wants to associate it with like old school Spurs colors, which wasn't necessarily like the idea, but that's kind of what kind of happened. But yeah, I just I, I like it to be a reflection of myself and the things that I like. So when I was starting the business, I was like, Well, if I were going to go get coffee, I would love to walk up to like this tiny little pink thing. Like, I mean, you're walking up to a tiny pink coffee trailer. How are you not automatically just happy?
0: Like, happy. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's just kind of like a part of my brand. It's like, it's welcoming. It's bright. I don't want people to have a bad experience. So I definitely try to focus on like customer service. And it's like, how is it going to feel walking up to a pink trailer and then you have awful service? Like, no, that
0: just <laughs> No. <laughs> now, now, unless I missed it, did you have a background in coffee or was this just something that was like, you just had the idea? I know you mentioned that you saw, you know, something about coffee and you just kind of ran with it. Or did you have a little bit of a background with, with coffee?
1: I have no background whatsoever. So.
0: And that's so cool. I find that so fascinating. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. So as. I opened the business. I was learning as I was going. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I love telling the story, but my very first customer that came up to the trailer, he ordered a Frappuccino, I think, which I don't do Frappuccinos. I knew from the beginning, I knew from that day that I wasn't going to do Frappuccinos because he asked for it and I told him yes and I made it and it was awful. Like it was watered down. I never made one before and he never came back and I was like from that day I will never make frappuccino <laughs> <laughs> never again, so I just never did it but i don't know i don't know who the guy is i wish he would come back honestly so i can like redeem myself
0: (laughs) well maybe maybe he read some news stories or maybe he'll listen to this podcast and he'll come back
1: i think about it every day it haunts me
0: (laughs) (laughs) speaking speaking of experiences like that i mean were there any major pivots early on that maybe you know you started doing something or selling one product or maybe doing something one way and then you change it up It hasn't been that long that you've been in business, but have there been any major pivots along the way that you've made adjustments to?
1: Yes, absolutely. So when I first started the business, it was just awful. I had no idea what I was doing. I was working as a waitress. I had another part. I had like a full-time job, a part-time job, and I was running this business. So I wasn't really like focusing so much on it. Honestly, like a major turning point was when the pandemic happened, because it just felt like everything in my life had just like fallen apart. I had broken up with my former partner. Uh, We had started this business together. So that was pretty devastating. I had lost both my jobs because of the pandemic. I had to move back in with my parents. I, I had nothing but the business. So it was a major turning point when I just kind of refocused everything. And I decided not to go back to my other jobs. And I decided just that, you know, this is what I want. This is what I have. And I just have to make it work. So some of the things that I changed was really focusing on like social media, and just using, I guess, marketing tools to try and like grow the business. And I noticed a a major change like immediately. There was more buzz going on with my business and I'm attributing it to just like the changes in social media. Like I was using hashtags. I was like being more consistent on posting. I had better like visual photos, I guess. And really I was just mimicking what other coffee shops were doing. Like I looked at some of the shops that I admired and I just mimicked what they were doing. And little by little, sure enough, like, I just, I started to notice a major difference. I don't know. I think it was also a combination of because we were in the middle of a pandemic, like people were more willing to support small businesses because they were hearing the stories of like, oh, wow, like they're not getting the support that they need from the community. And I think, yeah, it it was just a big combination of a lot of stuff that made a major difference.
0: And you were at a different location first, right? I mean, you were mm-hmm. further on the south side. I know now it's considered Southtown, right? That, that you're in the Lone Star District, but you were further in the south side off Sarzamora, correct?
1: I mean, that's kind of where the name originated. Um, you know, we wanted to be close to the, the campus, like Palo Alto and Tambusa, but I mean, it, it was a great location and it worked great, like, for the time that I was there, but I ended up having some issues with the landlord and I had to look for another location. I still feel like a part of the Southside community just because like it was that community that really helped me get to where we are now.
0: Well, I think the name still fits. Cause I mean, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, Technically, South Town, I guess you could say. You could argue that it's the South Side, but you know what? If you're on ProBant, right, and you're heading that way outside, if you're from, if if you're going from downtown on ProBant, then you are southbound, right? I mean, you're heading south. So I think that would I would argue that the name fits perfectly well at that that corner lot on Carl. Uh, But you know, speaking of um, the pandemic, and you kind of brought this up, and that was one of my questions that I wanted to ask you was that with some of these businesses and organizations that I spoke to, the pandemic hit them really hard. When it came down to business, when it came down to numbers, the pandemic hit them hard. And other businesses and organizations, the pandemic actually helped increase some foot traffic in a sense. And, you know, you kind of alluded to that just a minute ago with people wanting to go out and support local businesses during the pandemic, especially when you're at home, right? Kind of cooped up and you're like, you have nowhere else to go. Well, let me go, you know, to a food truck or to a coffee truck and go support them. Did you see a little more foot traffic?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I noticed a major spike during the pandemic because I remember, It happened what, like in, like in March was being shut down. I reopened in May and that's when, of course, you know, I, I fixed the social media. I came out with new drinks. Yeah. It just, it felt like it blew up. I think people were just spending more time at home, spending a lot of time on their phone, maybe looking for something to do, somewhere to support, maybe just like, a little moment of their time to go grab a cup of coffee, but it's like, well, why am I going to go to Starbucks when you know I can go and support a small business? So I noticed a major increase in foot traffic. In the beginning, you know, those first ten months that I was opening, I'm going to be honest, like I would make like twenty bucks a day, and that was it—twenty bucks a day—and I was like, that's a great day, <laughs> you know. Thank you so much. For- <laughs> but then, um, you know, when I reopened, like it just—it felt like it just like hit us so hard. And we grew tremendously during the pandemic. So I think it was That's
0: fantastic a lot
1: of stuff. Thank you. Uh,
0: so talk about some of the menu items. I think uh, the listeners who who would be listening to this, and of course, myself, as I'm interviewing you, I'm just thinking about the menu items, right? So talk about some of the specialty items that you have, I guess you can start with maybe just, you know, the traditional items you might have that every coffee shop may have, but then kind of get into the specialty items.
1: So I have a pretty traditional menu. They're mostly espresso based drinks. You have espresso, cappuccino, lattes. Something that I decided early on in the business was that I wanted to make all of my syrups in house, not only to have some sort of like uniqueness, but also just like to save on costs pollution, like I, I just feel like it's more like eco friendly when you can you know make stuff from scratch. So I make a lot of my syrups in house. Like my most popular drink is definitely the horchata. So I make that from scratch. Um it's it's very popular. It's like got like two shots of espresso, <laughs> almonds, cinnamon. That's my
0: go to drink whenever yeah, I <laughs> you no
1: know, it's it's everyone's favorite and it's great. It's got a great flavor. Um I try to kind of create flavors that would be familiar to our culture here in San Antonio. I mean, of course, like the horchata. I have a Mexican mocha, which is made with the Mexican hot chocolate. I have another one that's like a pecan and cinnamon. It's called the dulce de nuez. I make all of those in-house. I have a Mexican vanilla. Those are, you know, definitely my most popular flavors.
0: When it came to those items, though, because I'm thinking, you you didn't have a background in coffee, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, my girlfriend and I, we just kind of you know, put some coffee grounds in a, a little filter, throw it in the coffee machine and start roasting, right? So, I mean, how did you learn how to make all that? You just kind of taught yourself or, you know, how, how did that process work at, pan out, at least in the beginning?
1: Man, that was, it was so difficult. Honestly, when I started the business, I was like, oh, coffee, you know, it's it's coffee. Like you just, you you brew it or whatever. But when it came to like espresso based drinks, I had to learn everything. I read so much. I watched a lot of YouTube videos and really it was just like practicing. So like I mentioned before, I opened within two months of purchasing everything. So as I was open, I was learning. I was serving drinks, not knowing whether people were gonna like it or not. I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna just keep going and try and get better. I think because I enjoy doing it so much, I just was like determined to get to a certain point, which would be, you know, steaming the milk properly, doing the latte art, you know, extracting the espresso the correct way. So I'm in no way an expert now, but I feel more comfortable with what I'm doing.
0: I have a question about one of the product and that's the, the Cortado. Yeah. Okay. And, and I tell this funny story sometimes whenever someone asks me what a cortado is because i actually don't know what a cortado is but the funny story is that i was at a coffee shop one time with my girlfriend and my dog we have little dachshund as you know and we had ordered our drinks and i ordered the cortado because it sounded cool and i am always about trying new things and of course it comes in this little tiny cup right and it was like a mini version of what their uh, coffee cup looked like right with the lid and everything And my girlfriend looks at me like, oh, you got something for Hova, which is the name of our little dog, like a little pup cup. And I was just like, no, this is my drink, apparently. And she just busted out laughing. Like, what is that? And so I'm thinking it's got to be like straight espresso or something. What what actually is a Cortado?
1: I guess the best way I can describe it, it's like a mini latte. So it's, you know, the same amount of espresso as you would get in a uh, latte, like a 12 ounce latte, but with much less milk in there. So I love drinking cordados just because you get more of that espresso flavor and not so much of the milk flavor. I think it's just like a, a perfect combination of like something that you can just sip really quick, like two, three sips and you have all the caffeine that you could need <laughs> and it's great and it wakes you right up. But yes, to answer your question, it's basically two ounces of espresso and two ounces of steamed milk. So it's only okay. like four ounces of this thing. That um,
0: makes sense. And it makes me feel better that w- So this other time I had a, a breakfast meeting with a good friend of mine that I used to work with at Frostbank. And um, they actually were at a different coffee shop this time and they ordered the Cortado and they were walking up and this guy's a lot bigger than I am. So when he walked to the table with that little shot of Cortado, yeah. I was like, I was like, you ordered the Cortado, didn't you? He's like, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, I was like, dude, I, the same thing happened to me. I was like, I'm sure that's happened to a lot of people that like trying new things. You know, they see the name Cortado and they're like, oh, okay, I got to try this. And then they get this Thanks. little co- <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, know. And I think it's so funny. Like, that's one of the things that I really try to, like, do with my business. It's because I've been there, too. Like, before I was in this whole, like, coffee business, like, I would go to coffee shops and just feel so judged because I didn't know what I was ordering. And I try to make my business as welcoming as I can. Like, I want people to feel comfortable with, like, asking those questions. Like, what is a cortado? What is, you know... A pour over. I, I want them to feel comfortable with what it is that they're drinking. So not only do I focus on my drinks, but I also focus on like customer service. It's like, I feel like a lot of people that come to my business are like, maybe, maybe even like first time, like coffee drinkers, just because it's cute and it, it looks fun and they want to see what it's about. Well,
0: and I think that's important. You know, I low key uh, make the joke that I, I like to befriend uh, coffee shop owners, or in your case, coffee truck owners or coffee. <laughs> The trailer owners, because I can ask those questions, right? And I think it's important to have an establishment that you do create a welcoming environment for those those customers who have questions. Because don't get me wrong, I mean, my girlfriend and I, you know, visit Starbucks here and there, right? it it, it, it can be convenient sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I will say, especially when I first started going to Starbucks many years ago, I had that feeling of like. I'm afraid to ask a question. Like I don't want to look silly. I don't want to feel dumb. Yeah. Um. Even now, if I I hear something, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna ask the barista. They're busy. Whatever. <laughs> but when I when I go to a, a, an actual like a local coffee shop, a local coffee trailer, I feel comfortable asking that. Even the ones that I'm I don't have a friendship with. I think that's important that you create that environment for customers so they can ask that and explore the different flavors, explore the different kinds of of caffeine. Right. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes yeah. to their coffee. So yeah. absolutely. I I. I love that. I have to ask though, sp- since we're on the subject of products and you're, and what you serve there, do you got any flavors, you know, planned for the future? Anything you're trying out maybe right now? Something new you've mixed up?
1: So last year, I, you know, created a menu in September. So this year again, in September, we're going to have new flavors or new drinks that are going to include, of course, like a pumpkin spice. There's one that is an old school favorite. So when I first started my business, I used to have a cajeta latte, uh, which was really popular, but for some reason I just took it off the menu. And ever since I've had a lot of people kind of like ask for it. So I'm gonna bring a version of that back. I have a new matcha drink and a new chocolate drink.
0: I'm looking forward to trying those. (laughs) Thank
1: you, yeah, it's exciting.
0: Do you have any plans for the coffee trailer in the future? Maybe uh, a second coffee trailer? Maybe an actual brick-and-mortar shop? Is that something that you've thought about for the future? Or do you think, you know what, I love my coffee trailer, and that's what I'm sticking with?
1: Oh, no, I have so many plans for the future. It's just so crazy, because honestly, when I first started, like I would have never imagined that like two and a half years later, I'd be where I'm at now. Um, but I don't want to stop just there. Like I have plans to... I guess the more recent one, I'm going to start doing caterings. So like a mobile, not mobile, but like a push cart, like a espresso bar type thing. So if you ever want an event catered like a wedding or a brunch or like a baby shower or something like that, it would just be like a little espresso bar. I'm hoping to have that done by the end of September. Honestly, the ultimate goal would be to have a brick and mortar I'm hoping sometime next year, but as of now, I'm just kind of like throwing ideas. I'm trying to, it's really hard because it's just me. I don't have a partner. I don't have a business partner. I don't have anything. So it's it's a lot of work just trying to figure it all out. Um, I'm but yes,
0: picturing this pink going. building, this large like just pink standalone <laughs> building, like a teal roof or something like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> with a cactus in front. Cool. Right. That's that's I the way I'm picturing
1: it. it all the time. Yeah, I, I think about it like all the time. I'm just like constantly imagining like, well, what is it gonna look like? What am I going to do? Like, where is it going to be? But I just get so excited thinking about it. And that's that's definitely the ultimate goal. That, and I mean, honestly, I would love to get into doing like coffee roasting. But that would be, you know, maybe years from now. But yeah, there's, I, I don't know. I just, I love learning new things. And I just, I love working. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I just love, I, I love my business.
0: It seems like you love what you do. And I think that's what's so important. For.
1: It's so much fun. I love talking to people too. like growing those connections, seeing the same people and like meeting new people. It's just it's so much fun.
0: I love it. What advice would you give to some entrepreneurs maybe just starting whether it be a coffee trailer, (laughs) or it be any other kind of business, you know, what kind of general advice would you give those entrepreneurs who are, you know, kind of hesitant about getting started?
1: I would just say if it's something that you're really wanting to do, like it sounds awful, but I mean, just be impulsive, like just do it. It's, it's hard to say because I know like some people don't have the means or can't or, you know, there's a lot of things that come with a business, but it's just such a rewarding experience. And I feel like if it's something that you really want to do like definitely just go for it because if you're you know unhappy with your job or unhappy with what you're doing i think that you're willing to put more work and effort into something that you actually enjoy to do and something that you love learning about so i would say like yeah just just definitely do it
0: now these next two questions are the last two questions, and they're usually a little deeper. Uh, um, but <laughs> what I do even you prized? think? No, no. <laughs> uh, but I ask this to every guest. And this first one is What do you think it means to be a true San Antonian?
1: A true San Antonian? I would say it's community and culture, because I feel like there is such a unique culture. To San Antonio, like for being one of the biggest cities in the nation, there's a very unique way of life here. Like it just, I don't know, I feel like we say it all the time, but it feels like a small town because it's just like everyone's so friendly and everyone's like there there's just a very unique culture about San Antonio. And I think that's just what it means. And like I think as a city, most of us tend to be very like we take a lot of pride in being from San Antonio and where we come from and what it's what it's about. And I feel like that kind of builds community around culture. I think that's what it means to me is just like, you know, coming together because we're from the same kind of like area and there's just certain things about San Antonio that you only know. It's like when they say like, tell me you're from San Antonio without telling me you're from San Antonio. You just kind of know, you know?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're absolutely right. You know, you, there's a, there's such a sense of community. In this city. And I think you can feel it um, from all angles and different, you know, industries, no matter what industry you're in. Last question for you. Again, a little deep, but how yourself, how do you want to be remembered or how do you want Southbound Coffee to be remembered in the community?
1: Um, I would hope to be remembered as... Like a pioneer in the coffee scene, maybe. Uh, I, I know there's plenty of coffee shops before I was ever around, but I don't know if there was anything necessarily what I'm trying to do here in the city. Kind of like an inspiration to other women who are interested in starting a business. And I hope that they can, you know, in some way relate to me. And see that, you know, I'm from here, like, you know, my parents and I came from Mexico, like, try to relate in some way and see that it is possible, regardless of where it is that you come from.
0: Well, before I let you go, Adriana, I do want to make sure that our listeners know exactly where to find you. Go ahead and plug in, you know, Instagram, Facebook, where, where can we find you? Where can we find Southbound Coffee?
1: My Instagram handle is southboundcoffee210. That is the same for Facebook. If you want to email me, same thing, southboundcoffee210 at gmail.com. You can find us at the corner lot on Carl. It is uh, 103 Carl Avenue off of Probet and 90 right across the street from the Bill Millers.
0: It's- yeah, and and <laughs> I think I've explained it. I, uh, I believe there was a... a- weekly recommendation that I did months back uh, for Southbound Coffee. But, you know, the easiest way I explain it is you're on 90. No matter if you're heading east or west, just exit ProBant, head downtown. You'll see it there on the left. So Yeah,
1: there's that weird, like island thing that you got to go around. I've seen people go over the curb, but <laughs> you just go around <laughs> the little thing and it's, it's pretty easy to get there.
0: <laughs> but you can't miss the, the pink trailer. Absolutely. Um, it's a nice spot. And I, I've seen some other food trucks there as well. Um, you can also order online, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. You can order ahead. Um, usually it gives me about 15 minutes or so to make the drinks. But The link is in my bio on my Instagram page. Um, Or honestly, if you just Google like Southbound Coffee on Google, like it should pop up. It's through um, the
0: Square app. Right. I have seen that in the link on bio uh, for both, I believe. But I've used it there on Instagram. Just hit the link in bio there. It'll take you to the Square site, I believe. That's what I started using. That works for me. Um, I like ordering yeah. ahead like that. I'm sure right. other patrons will, will enjoy that as well. But Adriana, it's been a pleasure. I um, I really enjoy talking to you, learning more about Southbound, learning more about a place that I visit a lot. So <laughs> um, I, I, I hope to keep visiting your coffee trailer. And I, I can't wait to see what the future has in store for Southbound.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. This was fun.
0: That's going to wrap up my interview with Adriana. I thank her again for joining me on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation and learning more about her entrepreneurial story, so I hope you did too. Again, you can find southbound coffee located at the corner lot on Carl at 103 Carl Avenue. Whether you are heading east or west on Highway 90, just exit the ProBan exit and head north on ProBan. But don't go too far, because it's called the corner lot for a reason. It's literally on the corner there of ProBan and Highway 90. If you're coming directly from downtown, of course, you can just head south on ProBan, and you'll eventually see Adriana's pink coffee trailer on your right, right before you get to Highway 90. I encourage you all to follow them on Instagram and Facebook at SouthboundCoffee210 and give them a try next time you need your coffee fix. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred listening platform. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I also ask that you leave a rate and review if you haven't done so already. If you want to keep up with the show and our other talk show, Essay Talk, please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at S.A. Pod Network. If you have questions about advertising or partnership opportunities, please reach out to Zachary at sapodnetwork.com, And that's Zachary, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y. If you're a listener and want to support the show, please visit our link in bio on any social media platform and click support monthly. Thanks again for listening and Viva San Antonio.